Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And a quick warning ahead of time, we don't, we weren't able to get a guest this week. It was a short week in Canada and a short week in uh, the United States. And it is a week of, um, well, intense intensity, strife and disaster for a huge number of our, our listeners. Um and I think actually, Dave, that's that's the first thing we, 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 we got to talk about today is what's ha- happening in Texas and how people can reach out and, and, and help people. And moreover, how anyone who might be listening live um, in Texas um, is able to just get through the next few days. Um, that's amazing. Uh, like just the entire state's grid, you know? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So... It's going to be cold for the next couple of days in Texas. That's immutable. There's nothing can change that. Um, you got to stay warm, but there's like some things you really shouldn't do to try to stay warm. Don't use gas-powered um, heat- heating devices indoors un- unless you're using them in an amazingly well-ventilated area. Yeah. Um, you know that trick with the terracotta flower pot and four candles underneath it, like little tea candles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that actually works. Yeah. It will not create uh, toxic fumes. And as long as you don't touch the tea kettle or the the, 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 the terracotta pot, yeah. you've got an effective heating device that won't hurt you. Uh, but beware, the terracotta pot gets really, really hot. Um. Common sense things like that, setting up a tent inside so you can like minimize the amount of the area that needs to be heated. You're going to have to do that for the next few days until power starts coming on. And I've heard reports that in some parts of Texas, the grid is starting to come back up again. If, it, if you are in a place where the grid is coming up again, when you've got yourself sorted, and I hope that happens quickly, reach out to friends on the other side of town because... Um, being powerless in the middle of a freezing storm is, well, akin to being powerless. It's terrifying. Indeed. And I mean, you and I both have, have lots and lots of friends in, in Texas. So I think both of us have seen a flurry of what's going on. Oh, that was a really bad untended pun there um, of, of what's been, uh, what's been going on there. Yeah. It has been, it's been quite a thing. Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's updates from uh, individual people in the uh, search marketing community. Uh, Baby Joy is okay. She's at her grandparents' yeah. place, so everyone can, you know. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people who are really worried about uh, the McDonald's and, and and their kid Joy. They're they're fine. Um, but again, a lot of people are having a uh, a really rough time now. So if you can reach out. Um, I know this might sound weird to a lot of listeners, but the American Red Cross actually provides immediate assistance on the ground. Um, if you're going to donate to somebody to somewhere that's going to get uh, good services and much needed supplies through, um, 
the Red Cross is a is is a good place to focus your money. Yeah. Do you have do you have any ideas or tips or just you know cold weather survival stuff you might share, man? You know, it's odd, and, and maybe it's it's because of my location. As as you know, I feel bad for not having a great tip as a Canadian <laughs> on how to deal with the cold, but it's not cold where I am. Although uh, oddly, it did snow here for a couple of days, but I'm in like the one part of Canada where it's like that was weird um, for, for us. So, well, right now there is literally a blizzard happening outside my office window and that's totally okay because Toronto's like, we're built for this stuff, but we were made for this. Um, Finger pointing and blame and all that sort of stuff can happen next week. Right now it's about getting people from net from here till there. Um, And uh, again, uh, if you have food to donate, donate to a food bank if uh you have a warm space to offer call a friend yep. that's the best advice i got at this point eh yeah well indeed okay so moving on that, that's the worst of the worst that's happening in our immediate listening area the best of the best that's happening and i know okay the boney m rasputin tiktok challenge it's on I don't know the parameters of the challenge and I don't even know this whole TikTok medium very much, except that I find I find it quite amusing. But I do know the internet's about to get a way better place. <laughs> That's all that you need to know really about that. Um, I hadn't actually seen it until like I, I got the uh, uh, sort of note from you that this was even going on, which shows you how how like locked into to pop culture I, I am at this point. But I'll be honest, during a, either a break or, or shortly after the show, I will be on TikTok. Your world, <laughs> my world, if, 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 if we're lucky, everyone's world is about to get flooded with Rasputin videos. And I don't know, man, I just can't help but think that'll make the world a better place. <laughs> okay, if you're in Australia and the news in australia like the local news was going to report on this sudden flood of rasputin videos and you wanted to share that news over facebook with your friends because who doesn't want to share a good rasputin video with their friends on facebook you wouldn't be able to because facebook as of like you know yesterday has locked out australia's media (laughs) you can't share news on facebook in australia between friends anymore this is uh, around that dispute um australia passed legislation to try to get google and uh, facebook to pay for content that they're displaying and uh often taking ad revenue uh or getting in front of the ad revenue train um google complied they're 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 actually paying for uh, media content facebook on the other hand is not and this is um day uh well the beginning i guess day one of facebook's we're not doing this experiment i can't help but really 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 hope this bites them in the butt <laughs> and like i just i just really want it to i i i, I want the line this is just like the, the you know, leanings that, that I have, but the line has to be somewhere. And I, I want the line to be drawn here um, <laughs> and, and, and kudos to uh, um, Australia. And, and my hope is they can, they can push through because there are other social media channels. There are other places for news. So, all right. Really? Like, 
it's not like people will go, well, I guess I don't care about stuff anymore, right? Like, no, they, they'll actually probably go to a source that they would be better. They would actually be better on Google, right? To, to see sort of a, a slightly less biased sort of view because they will have to look something up or just look through generic news sources. But, um, but, but I just got this amazing, in the, in, in, in the Sydney Herald, I just got this amazing story about this Rasputin video that I need to share with everybody and I need to share it now because it's happening. Yeah. So maybe I'm going to go to uh, to Twitter. Maybe I'm going to go to uh, Instagram or uh, you know some some other social property. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what you're going to have to do. Um, and I mean I I can't help but hope this this really does um, the blowback uh, on Facebook. I hope it costs the market share because this will set the stage. Now, do I? <laughs> At the same time, and, and to play the other side of, of the coin that I'm flipping here, do I trust government to do a bunch of, like, great regulations uh, about things? No, it needs to be done carefully, but I, I think it is high time. Publishers are the people that we rely on to produce content, and right now they're struggling. And if they struggle too much, then they stop producing content. And and then we, we have to rely on a, a bunch of bloggers who have no no – knowledge on on the industry specifically and we can talk about mainstream media or whatever and there's plenty of decent arguments and i I have some of my own against some of the journalism that goes on but it is better than dave's two-bit opinion on reddit (laughs) so um you know if 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 they lose out then we all lose out and all you're left with is my two-bit opinion on reddit and trust me you want better than that from the journalism and news that you need to rely on well moreover um your two-bit opinion on Reddit has to be informed by something. You have to have heard of something happening somewhere to have that two-bit opinion that right. you shared on Reddit. Right. And um, hopefully the source of that information is something that actually has some basis in fact. Uh, unless, of course, it's happening in the ballpark across the street from you, in which right. case you can just look out the window. But otherwise, you're screwed, <laughs> eh? You, you, you kind of need. <laughs> I need sort of news sources. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of great news sources. So if you're from Australia, I mean, well, first off, you can find out about search news right here. Um, but you can also find – I mean, go over to Reddit. Like, Reddit is one of my favorites, right? Mm. Or Google News, right? I mean, Google's paying the pony, you know, <laughs> ponying up for it. So you can get your, your news over there or, or many other – many other places so um then it'll be neat to see if this actually has an impact on facebook i think it will in the long term and i, I agree with you i hope this hits the user numbers that would be uh that would be lovely or that it just cascades and then i can just finally go to facebook and go well guess that's where i go to chat with my friends and not news <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing eh? like one of the thrills i get about sharing the uh latest rasputin video is the thrills uh, of, of of seeing all my friends like it right you know it could be a rasputin video it could be a cat video it could be anything um i mean a political opinion uh, a news article perhaps mm-hmm. i get a thrill when my friends like it mm-hmm. sh- add their opinions um add more news articles so that you know the debate can whatever so uh, a, a conversation happens the other reason I like to post stuff, because I'm in this to make money. Yeah. That's what I do. And Facebook is taking the path of cutting off avenues of communications. 
even if you can't like you know make make any make money through individual facebook posts most people can't you do open avenues of communications and if you can't make money off an avenue of communication then you're in the wrong business right other social media and facebook has got to this this is they got to figure this out or it's going to ruin them other social media are exploring and finding ways to monetize content mm -hmm. to monetize your participation think of all the hours you put into facebook or, or other social media. don't medias. want to, Jim. That's just so sad. What uh, if what if you found a way to make those like financially productive hours? Would they be, you'd feel a bit better about them maybe? Mm -hmm. um, YouTube is exploring new ways for creators to make money on its platform. Um, I think this is, how to say this? We were all talking uh, before the show went on, and I think it was uh, our producer, uh, Brasco, was saying that influencers, um, the new the new media, um, the new new media uh, superstars are now the celebrities, where Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise, uh, 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 The the, the 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 pantheon of like 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 Hollywood and uh, the music world they've kind of been sidelined and silenced for the last year. So user habits and you know just culture habits have changed. It's been a year that we've been locked into our homes. It, am it amazes me how YouTube is like creating a platform or has created a platform and now they're telling people, here's how you make money from us um, beyond what, what the, the initial pioneers, the initial influencers did. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and you got to love that, right? Like this is, oh, okay. I don't know how much I love that it's in Google's ecosystem. <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, you know, um, just, I mean, at the same time, as a marketer, I like it because it, it keeps everything sort of simplified when it's all sort of in one place. And I can go in through Google Ads and, and control it all within there, right? A, a system I'm already aptly familiar with. But, um, you know, that, so, so that part as an aside, um, you know, I think anything that rewards, and this is going back to our, our, you know, Australia point, anything I think that rewards people for producing content to me is, is good. It's just fundamentally good. We need more, well, okay, maybe not the most of the content on TikTok, for example. We don't need it in a functioning, I need to know this, like I need to know the news. Um, but I need to know it for, for enjoyment, I suppose, <laughs> of, of life. Um, but, you know, for, from that context, that is what keeps us um, generating more and more and better content. Now, you know, it'd be it'd be great if they had like a, publisher section um where you could be rewarded for producing great news right and i'm just circling back to that one so i don't know if this is specifically the kind of content that, that we're all um most in need of but i do like anything that rewards content producers and i say that bearing in mind that i have i don't watch a ton of youtube as like a i'm gonna entertain myself now so let's buckle up and watch three hours of youtube but i have kids who do um, where that is a primary entertainment channel. You know so. what? YouTube has become a primary entertainment channel for me too. And I, I got the I got the Pantheon of subscription services, and I still find myself going back to YouTube because I get 
I can get like all the stuff that amused me in the 70s and 80s when I was a kid. Right. And I can get actual history, um, <laughs> which amuses me now that I'm a middle-aged old man. Um, but Google has, uh, and yeah, it's, 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 it's hard that this is in the Google universe and Google has just growing greater and greater and greater monopoly powers. But if you're going to create a universe, you kind of got to be a god, right? Um, and at the scale we're talking now, the, 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 the internet, the web is the place where about a third of the world's population hangs out for eight or more hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like cyberpunk. Um, uh, 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 uh. Damn, I'm free. Uh, William, William Goulding uh, 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 level like participation. Um, so YouTube has noticed what TikTok was pulling off. And so it's producing channels that are, are going to be TikTok-like. Um, one called... Uh, 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 YouTube Shorts, huh. uh, promoting the short uh, six, 15-second video, um, maybe Rasputin videos, perhaps. We're going to take a break, so we're going to be getting away from Rasputin videos. But they're also, again, giving people ways to monetize this content. Um, and uh, that's something the other networks have got to start doing, or they're going to lose incredibly creative uh, people who many of whom right now don't have anything better to do. Literally. Okay. We, we're, we're definitely getting the message. We got to take a break here on Webcology on WMR. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beast on Continent Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on the 18th of February, 2021. Stick around. More after these messages. Looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 18th of February, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, earlier, I, I sort of made a joke about Google being the size of a god and creating universes. And it, um, reminds me what you know gods create they often take away 
So I've spent the last three months getting many of my clients uh, freaked out about core web vitals. I've uh, made them discipline their developers, strip down those sites, make sure that objects remain fixed in place. I've been expecting a very strict universe, Dave. <laughs> and trying to prepare them for it. But I'm almost feeling like a Google Plus moment happening again. Because, yeah, did you see the announcement earlier today? Which one? Google has uh, sort of updated the boundaries of thresholds for core web vitals, and they're much, much more lenient. Right. <laughs> so probably taking more real-world data into it now. You think? <laughs> um, but did that mean it was a it was a bad idea? Well, um, no, but surprise, clients. Well, but here's here's a perk to I think your approach is they will get more. We know this. Like back, Dave doing uh, you know a, a building his Dreamweaver for web dev in tables circa you know, 2004, um, created bloated pages. And that was just totally fine because the average user expected a page to load in eight seconds or something, right? Like all of us did, although we didn't have the scripts that we could run now. So they weren't as bad, but they were pretty bad. Um, you know, now you basically force your clients to push the envelope. Yeah, Google's being a little lenient. And in May, it'll be a little lenient. And when they first rolled out HTTPS, it didn't have some massive impact on non-HTTPS sites but try and pull that off now, right? Like as time goes on, the bar gets moved. Um, and so I, I think, yes, they may go, Jim, you cried wolf, buddy. It's, it's not as important as it was and it will be, right? You've just forced them to get ahead um, and, and, and push that boundary and do better than maybe they would. So now they can hit the snooze button and not worry about it for a little bit. <laughs> Well, yeah, or they're going to think they can hit the snooze button and something new is going to come up that I get all freaky about, yep. as I will. And yep. um, they're going to stay on the snooze button or even worse, find somebody else who tells them everything is okay. Um, and then everything's not okay. They do poorly. I do poorly because they ain't paying me anymore. Right. Um, because I made them spend money on something they didn't think they needed. And I agree with you, actually. They did need it, and they are they are ahead of the pack. It just annoys me how Google does this. Yeah, it, it is annoying. And, I mean, I th hopefully most clients do, and I know most of mine do understand the we're only giving the best advice based on what we're being told at any given point in time and what we're told may change. And it's our responsibility to go, yeah, that changed, right? And, and get it. And it helps you get in front of that one, right? Like just tip to any SEOs who have clients in the just get in front of it. <laughs> well, I, I think of the project that Jeremy's working on where he legitimately has created a super speed uh, template. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, bent heaven and earth and probably physics to do it. Um, and it will be the fastest, still be the fastest template that, um, that, 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 that can be produced. Um, and will probably do better than others mm -hmm. if Google is to be believed that there is a hierarchy of achievement.
Would that be with a hierarchy of achievement? Would that be what it was for you? Yeah, I, think, I think that's fair. And it gets it. It's it's funny. We're talking about this hierarchy. I was having a, a conversation with a client, well, actually a prospective client just yesterday. And we were talking about page speed and core web vitals. And they had a nine. Um, so talking about that. And they were like, well, where is, where do I need to get to? And I'm like, well, okay. The good starts at, at 50 and, and this and this. But I'm realistically, it's a race. And just like running away from a bear, you don't need to be the fastest runner. You just have to not be the slowest, right? Like Mm -hmm. you do not need to be the fastest website or or site on on the net. You just need to be faster than your competitors. And when that factors in, you're still ahead of them. Now being far better is always better because then you've got some lead time. Like I don't like to go, okay, we've got, and I'm simplifying here, but we've got one more link than them. So we're good. No, they can surpass us really easy. Let's make sure that we're, let's make sure that we're so far ahead that we can see them coming. If they, you know, if that bear is still chasing them and they're starting to really speed up because they had a jolt cola, you know, let, let's, let's make sure that, uh, you know, that, that they're not going to pass us and we're now the, the bear food, but um, you know, you know, in this, we do need to look at our competitors and not just trust what Google's telling us. And then look, actually look at those web vitals and go, what is my speed? Maybe dump it into a GT metrics or a similar tool and go, but what, what is it actually? Right? Like what, what actually is it? Let's look at a waterfall. Let's, let's look at lighthouse. Let, let's look at what actually the real human experience is with this, with this data. And yes, I pay attention to that number, but as far as I'm concerned, that number only has to beat my competitors. The real world, that's, that's where, where we really need to be paying attention to. And most times when you're working to impact your real world experience, you're probably going to be helping, um, you know, with, with your web vitals. Now, the one thing that's going to change this is that little icon. Um, when, when that fully rolls out, that, that little icon that, that Google was alluding to, that if you manage to have all your UX things in place, and that's going to include web vitals, that's going to include HTTPS and mobile friendly, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to get that little icon potentially. And that will change everything where I'd be going, nope, you need over 50. (laughs) You need that little icon. Even if your competitors don't have that little icon, you do need it because now that's, that's going to be a click through rate um, enhancer. Um, But, uh, but so, so that will change, change things if it, you know, if we start seeing it roll out fully, but anyway. Okay. So bottom line, make it as fast, make your sites as fast as possible. Absolutely comply with and exceed Google's guidelines. Um, but don't give your clients any hard, fast numbers at the beginning because they will hang you with them later when Google changes everything. Um, the Wix versus uh, everything else debate is still on, eh? Yeah. Um, there is currently a, well, currently a couple tests running out there. Um, both personal and I think it was professional tests is still running. Um, and uh, Google's come in, uh, John Mueller came in to, to uh, weigh in with his opinion, saying, I don't, we don't care. Just fix your content. Yeah. You, that, that, this is just so bad. <laughs> like, I was going to, like, hold my tongue, but I'm like, nope. Um, and, and I'm not even just talking, you know, on, on sort of, big, like, I'm not anti-Wix, per se. I'm, I'm like, whatever is the best thing for you to use at your skill level to get the job done in the competition scope that you're in. Right, like that's, and I, I'll be agnostic as far as as you know that that side of things goes. But there are technologies with more available technical capabilities. 
um, and the one with the best technical capabilities applies to to specific scenarios. WordPress is is a good example. It has a more robust um, capability set with all the plugins and just, I needed a plugin that wasn't built. I hired a developer. I told them what I needed and we built that. Um, there are just things that you can do. So yes, if you're my dad, just building a, you know, five page site, I, I don't think he likes that. I keep using them, but there we go as, as an example, <laughs> but, it'll there. but just building a five page site that really doesn't matter. It's not going to get advanced schema and it's not okay. Fine. It doesn't matter. It's true because it's a business card. It's not, it's not a battle for, for rankings um, in, in a complex space. But to say it doesn't matter and just build content, I'm sorry. Matt Cutts was giving us that BS about links back in like 2008. Just build good content. Links magically happen. How? You're not ranking. Where are these links coming from? Nobody's finding your content. And, and right now we're, we're seeing that same sort of, sort of you know, what I consider to be potentially damaging advice in a complex space. I'm inclined to agree. Now, how does for most information websites, if you tell me something about you know, like like you know a local museum, um, mm -hmm. if it's not interactive, and if you don't expect the website to carry a heck of a lot of weight, then a um, online WYSIWYG editor may well be a great solution for you. Like, like Dave said, if it gets the job done and um, it produces something that works and you're not in a commercial fight to, or against, you're not in a commercial fight against actual competitors, then sure. But um, if you need a really strong e-commerce backend, yeah. um, Wix might not really be the best solution and you know, you do got to work on your content no matter what environment you're, you're working in, but it ain't the end-all be-all. No, well, exactly. And that's that's the, the problem that I have with this statement. One thing I do think John nailed was tests are really hard to use as benchmarks. Like how, how they rank that, fact. that is really, really hard to do. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're right, impossible. But let's say you're exactly the same skill level as me, right? Like the, the, I'm going into a battle I, as we find ourselves with against other SEOs that I consider my equals in, in skill. And I get WordPress and you get Wix, right? And this is a real battle that we're both willing to put like real effort into. We are the, you know, this is, you know, we're, we're working with clients in a complex space. I will win, not because I'm better, but because I have more tools. Yep. That's, that's um, most likely. Yeah. And, and I can call Jeremy and go, make this thing faster. <laughs> and Jeremy will come in and make it faster, right? Because yep. you, and you I, have that. And I, with Wix, I probably don't have that luxury. Although I understand you can affect titles and uh, meditations now. <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, I like, I do give it a hard time. It is suitable for certain things. And it is, it's, it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, but we're talking about a real for real battle. And that's where I find these things problematic when, and I don't even really blame John in this because he's probably talking or, or thinking in his head about a test site. Yeah. It's probably not some super complicated, super important, um, you know, site to be built. And it's going to be thousands of pages of e-commerce with complex schema. He's talking to somebody who's building a test, but not the advice is being read by everybody. Not just the the reason I I say that SEO tests are virtually impossible um, it has nothing very little to do with skill or even how much time you're going to devote to a test site. 
I've been, we've been doing this for years. Like, like I've been doing this for for more than half my lifetime now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I maintain you could put two exact, exact <laughs> WordPress templates on the same host server, shared server. You could build exactly the same website with exactly the same content, like same plugins, everything exactly the same, and they'll behave differently. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, one has to win. Well, that's right. yeah, one indeed. has to be selected to be above the other. How does that decision get made when but they are exactly the guarantee same? Guarantee you those two websites, although they're exact duplicates of each other, will have different characteristics to right. the webmaster working them. Yep. And I, I, I'm assuming in this example, we're not even considering the duplicate content issues. We're just going, oh, assuming no. that's void. So, but um, what I'm saying is there is no such thing as a baseline in these kind of tests. It's impossible to create because even if you had two duplicate sites on the exact same server, they would be different than each other somehow. Yeah. You're not, you're not, a, you, you can't compare apples and apples in these kind of tests. It's not possible. No, exactly. Um, what do we got here? We got time for one more quick one. Um, Okay, but you know, you know, you know, I think John and uh, and other Google representatives sometimes give greedy, um, not necessarily flaky, but not holistic answers to questions they get asked because mm-hmm. they get asked a lot of stupid questions. Yeah, like truly stupid questions. Here's here's a, the only reason I'm, I'm even mentioning this one is I I, I want to know where it comes from because it's so weird. You know how you got you, when you when you register a website or a domain you guard your privacy that uh, you, mm-hmm. you don't put your home phone number or your office number or your mobile number on 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 the open web that's mm-hmm. that's asking to get hit by like you know some scam bot right yeah so why do some people out there i've had this question asked asked of me before um why do some people out there think that if you use like who is guard or some other registration um, privacy or, or privacy protector that it might affect your Google rankings? Here's, here's what I actually stuff. believe about that. I think it's a fun question. And, and, and here's why I think it's a fun question, because I think if you think it's going to affect rankings, you're probably not incredibly strong as an SEO. And if you're not incredibly strong as an SEO and you're left wondering, why is it my site ranking? You're probably looking for an excuse. Um, as to why your site isn't ranking. So you're looking in the wrong spot. So I think that's sort of what this boils down to is it's somebody who wasn't incredibly strong as an SEO looking in the wrong spot, thinking that must be it because they can't otherwise explain why they're not ranking. Whereas what John, rather than just saying no, would actually probably more rightfully in this case, certainly than, than the other one, go build good content. Right. And I have seen him do that to people where he's like, yeah, you just need to burn that site to the ground and start again. <laughs> like, and that may be what I, I don't know the person's domain, but um, that, that may well be what uh, what he ends up sort of needing to do. So this just occurred to me and that, that I, I'm probably going out way on a, on a, on a really bad lip here, but get it anyway. Maybe maybe when John says build good content, that's just his polite way of saying piss off. <laughs> <laughs> right up there with it depends (laughs) build content it depends he just has like a coiny flip and that decides which one's the answer um okay so let's just make sure that we've nailed this one shut protect your bloody privacy when you're registering a domain don't worry about your search rankings it ain't gonna affect nothing right you do not have to open yourself up to spam robocalls just so that you can rank better okay (laughs) um 
that okay, I don't I don't even care where that comes from anymore. That's just such a <laughs> weird. Um we should grab a break. The next one we got, I want to do that 301, 302 thing. Um, and that might take a few minutes. So we should grab a break now. Um Sounds good. Friends, you are listening to Webcology uh WMR.fm. It's the 18th of February. That means Christmas is coming awfully fast. Like, seriously, next week, it's 10 months till Christmas. But more importantly, we are um, just about one year. We're about 11 months into the pandemic. Uh, Mid-March in uh, 2020 was when it was declared. The uh, virus has mutated. It's taken on a number of different forms. But the exit is, like at the end of the tunnel, is really at the end of the tunnel. It's mm-hmm. just over there, but we got to get to there. And to get to there, we got to redouble our efforts in common sense protocols. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six feet or more away from people whenever possible. Be very, very, very careful for the next six to eight months. And there's a really, really good chance we could turn the corner into 2022, building our economy rather than mourning what we've lost. Okay, we got to take a break here on Webcology, so stick around. We're going to be right back after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 18th of February, 2021. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, um... Okay, I don't. I don't want to mischaracterize the 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 the, the, the exchange. But Dave, you and Gary Ease had uh, Gary Eyes had a, a a weird exchange on Twitter yesterday that left me kind of scratching my head, going, "What the heck did Gary mean by all that?" Um, Google announced, and this is this is a this is the actual story. Uh, Google announced that 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 it's able to uh, go through JavaScript redirects without many problems, but other search engines mightn't be able to go through and, and, and perceive these redirects. Cool. Easy enough to understand. That, that's all good. Um, 
you asked a question about 302 redirects that uh, Google's perceiving, and Gary wrote back saying, well, if his dumbass JavaScript redirect works, 302 shouldn't hurt you. And I thought that was kind of a mis... I don't know. Was that... A Am I... Well, I think he missed something in that answer he gave you. I think... You know what? I've been sort of ragging on Google here, and I think it might all start here because I've sort of <laughs> not been I, I was not happy with the way they address this because it, it shows a complete lack of understanding of what we as SEOs have to do. Um, so, yes, that, that was a, a neat little revelation that is his JavaScript redirects worked. Cool. Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm that, glad to know that. That's neat. Yeah, love that. Need to be done certain ways. It's a, that's not just say any way you do redirects in JavaScript is going to work awesome. There's more to it than that. But um, and, and basically everything you do in JavaScript is harder. I mean, it's not. I'm cliff noting here, but there, it's more complicated than just like writing to an HD access file or something like that. But um, what they missed, the, the question came in because Gitbook and I'm just going to throw them under the bus a little bit here because they, they refuse to do this. We were changing a website for, for one of our clients from .com to a, to a different TLD. So we needed the, they, they used their docs in, in, in Gitbook and we needed to switch that to the new TLD. We did it and I ran some crawlers and went, okay, this is a 302. I want a 301. They responded back with, it's the same for SEO. I think that you create a system. You're not an SEO, but you know, don't you tell me this, but anyway, I, I, I responded into um, what I was asking Gary and, and John and I, I you know, tagged them both in this going, I basically, I, I need a confirmation. I, I need you to confirm here that a 301 is better for this purpose. We are now moving it permanently. We are 301. Never coming back it again. Is dead. It is never, you know, burn it to the ground, salt the earth, move on. We are never going back to that old domain again. Yeah. Um, so now, which, you know, confirm to me so that I can pass this on to them, this changes. This is where it all went. And I'm not just like annoyed because I didn't get the answer I wanted. I'm annoyed because I know it's the answer that's wrong. <laughs> but the way they answered it made it kind of right, but it's still very wrong. And it's, it's the where it's kind of right but is still wrong and catastrophic from our standpoint that really bothers me is as Lyndon NA, right? I mean, anybody on Twitter, I, you know, that's, that's his handle there. Um, as, as he pointed out, yes, it defaults from a 302 or a 302 will default to a 301 over a period of time. Like after, after Google's Google's announces I've done tests of my own and recently actually accidentally ran a test, basically meaning, Dave didn't catch something, so a test was run. But this was like three weeks ago where a 302 caused problems for a bit. Then it ended up sorting itself out um, over a period of time. But what this ends up boiling down to, in my mind, is what Google is saying is, after enough time, it'll just sort itself out, so don't worry about it. Completely missing the fact that for us as SEOs or for us as website owners or for us as clients of Dave, sometime isn't when I want rankings. <laughs> Someday is not a, a, a good time frame. When I go with 301 takes about X weeks to like sort of kick in and there's other variables there. And I, I know we all have that, but it's a nice reliable thing. When I can see other issues with 302s, like 
if you do a 302, and this is, you know, just happened also a few weeks ago in, in a different test altogether, but this one wasn't functional, where we had 302'd from the homepage to a folder within that, the homepage was still the ranking one. We switched it to a 301, and now all of a sudden it's this folder. That, that That's how it's supposed to work. That's though. how it's supposed to work. Um, and so clearly these are being treated different. And so the answer we're getting back is wrong, and they're going to cost my client time. Okay, um, so... So for listeners, um, 301 is a permanent redirect. That means take everything that you gave this URL and move it over to this new one because that's where we're putting the content in and it's never going back to the old URL. The old URL is dead. Expunge it from your database. 302 is a little bit different. 302 means we've moved this stuff over here and we're going to put it over at this temporary URL for a short period well, we make improvements to our to our old place, then we're going to move it back again. Mm-hmm. So the old URL is going to come back. Do not move the magic away from the old one. I want it back there again. That's the signal that 302 is supposed to send. Yeah. 301, like move it all over. Do it now. Right. 302, give me some time. Yeah. And now, it's if, that time that I don't want. <laughs> now, if you leave the 302 in place, yes naturally it will evolve into being a 301 mm-hmm. google will treat it as a permanent move when google notices it ain't never moving back right how long is that going to take when does google make that assumption i don't know yeah but i do know the 301 means kill it right and and the 302 means it depends <laughs> like, and that, that's that's what we what we don't want anyway i found that very very frustrating interestingly the client themselves who is not getbook um the, the developer there, who's a very, very talented developer, was also frustrated going, I could not be asking them for something simpler. Right? <laughs> basically, like, this is just such an easy thing. I'm asking them to change a character, basically, in the way their system works, or maybe even just add in a toggle. But this is a very, very simple thing that we're asking them to do. Um, and that is part of why we're, we're all the client and I quite frustrated. But So it would be really, really, really nice to get some form of clarity if possible. Now, what I think, why I think Gary might have made that the answer he made, um, he, like you said, he doesn't, they don't think in terms of the way, in, in the same terms we do, or with the same urgencies that we do. And um, maybe he just didn't get the context. That's, that's, that, that's my guess. He may not have. And you know what? I'm really glad that we sort of chatted about this because at the same time, I've been sitting here sort of ranting and whining about GetBook. And the, the fact is, I, I still have a problem with, with what they said. But somewhere through this, I went, yeah, Dave, you, you go to the registrar, like, like at, go log into my registrar and go this subdomain 301s over but like it's the simplest solution i got so wound up for the past like hour <laughs> proper answer to this question they're like oh right but i can actually control this myself um so that's if you can control it yourself just take a moment and think about that but still this this is a a problem in the communication there because there are times where you do hit that um anybody who's ever posted anything to medium will know some of the the not similar not the same problem but the the sort of complexities of of dealing with the indexing and canonicalization over there so okay um if if, if you do get too excited and 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 pissed off about like you know an answer that did or didn't go you did or didn't get from google or whatever 
just remember that in the darkest times, Dave, mm-hmm. your web feed is about to be overrun by Boney M videos, and it can <laughs> only be a good thing. It's gonna be, it's going to be grand. I tell you. Um, okay, we were talking about uh, 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 YouTube earlier, and uh, uh, stuff that they're giving content creators. One of the powers that they're giving uh, uh, analytics that they're giving content creators is letting you know where your viewers are when they're not watching you. Right. I think that's a, that's a tremendous thing. That's that's a, that's an excellent uh, an excellent metric to have if you're um, creating content and putting up there for 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 uh, monetization. Yeah, like I love it on both sides. Like as somebody who does advertising i clearly like going oh okay now for creating and advertising you can now see a a little more detail um in regards to where your people are um but even just in pure content production seeing what other things they're interested in um can tell you two things one it can tell you what else they're interested in um but it can also tell you where they're going for answers you might not be providing right like who who are you competing with if you know, you're, you're writing about tech reviews or something like that. Are they looking at other tech review sites or are you sort of authoritative? And if they are looking at other tech review sort of feeds, why? And what are they getting over there um, to sort of enhance what, what I'm doing? Do they like something about the style? Are they reviewing different things? Uh, that's, I mean, I list one, the tech reviews are kind of one of the things I do do on YouTube. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely great for content creators to, to both understand their audience and also just get some, some inspiration um, for, for content they should be producing if they're not. How long until Clubhouse starts monetizing content? <laughs> In my humble opinion, and a bunch of iPhone users will disagree. They'll be like, we love this multiple months head start we're getting. I don't think it ever will because I think they've given 20% a head start and then the 80% will show up, go, uh, no, they can't deal with people that far ahead. I'll just go back to all those channels that are already working well for me and, and, and move on. I, I think they've kind of shot themselves in the foot on that one. At the same time, this is just my opinion. I was not a huge fan of Twitter when it rolled out. Like I'm just calling myself out here and gone. I mistargeted on that one. I didn't see Twitter um, taking off the way that it did. Um, at the same time, I pretty much called it. I did most of us on Google plus <laughs> like there's, there's one you can just sort of see. And I, I, I think I've been more right than wrong, but I have been wrong, but I, I think they've, they've done such a disservice to so many that I just can't see that volume of people wanting to play catch up. Well, face, Facebook aside, the, the applications that have been easiest for people to get around, mm-hmm are the ones that are clearly the simplest. Mm-hmm. Twitter, the way it used to be, 140 characters, bing, bang, boom. That's pretty simple to explain. Yeah. Um, Facebook, at the beginning, was pretty simple. You get to network with uh, people you knew from uh, school. That was pretty, you know, it, it grew into this mega Swiss army knife of a platform. But um, it started as uh, a way to, to, to connect with people. Clubhouse, it's real simple to understand. You're in an audio environment, sort of like sitting in a discussion circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I haven't had a chance to really use it yet, being a old tech Android kind of, kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, 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 
it looks most interesting. It does look interesting. And I mean, you're talking about old tech. Hey, at least you're, we're not still on Blackberries. Like, I know you hung on to that for a little while. So you've you've moved on to it. I get it. Root, it's a great root, vote. Root for the home team, Dave. <laughs> they didn't um, win. It's a shame. Yeah, it does look good. <laughs> I just mean from a pure marketing, like, by the time we all get in there, the big, like, the names will have been made. Right. Like the, the, the people will have a head start in their thousands of followers and we'll all yep. sort of go in going, all right, well, that's, that's fine. Just keep on keeping on and uh, enjoy your little Apple community. Well, yeah, they could, it could well go like that. Um, and, 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 you know, given that I wasn't one of those head start people, I kind of hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or maybe I'm just throwing a temper tantrum. Um. <laughs> or maybe we'll all catch up awfully quick. Um, we've let we've let the pioneers go in there, stub their toes, and um, you know, then the settlers show up and sell towns and stuff, right? <laughs> okay, we got time for one more, and I think this is actually a really important one. Um, and as I mentioned, because we can't really get into it, but um, Google Tag Manager has been around for like three years now. Yeah. And I think it's still a mystery to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Tag Manager lets um, non-developers get into places that it used to be only developers get into. And there's an amazing uh, quick tutorial on it at Search Engine Journal. It was put up just about four hours ago by Katie Larkin. And I would put this on the new SEO must-read must read list. You're spot on. Spot Spot on. If, if if for folks not familiar with with GTM, just become familiar with it. The data you can collect. I can't count the number of times I go in there, even on on sites where I have access to like really advanced analytics people, and I'm like, yeah, but I can just quickly drop this thing and push events on this button, click, collect some data, and move on. Right? Like just the things you can do in there is remarkable. And once you get a taste for it, this is the slippery slope though. Once you get a taste for it, you'll eventually find yourself on like Simo Ahaba's blog going, I can barely understand what he's saying, but he's sure doing cool stuff. Right. And then trying to digest what he's actually talking about and, and, and getting done in there. So it's a great place. To really start important post. safety tip, create a working account. <laughs> 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 always have your fail safe just in case you screw up yeah um no seriously it's, it's actually it's a really important one you you are able to create a duplicate um your original if you're going to be messing with tag manager or any any of the new google Ana analytic add-ons or g4 add-ons or ga4 add-ons um create your safety account first it's like Good it's advice. like it's, it's like the child uh child theme in wordpress it's just you just got to do this yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Everybody, if you don't have a backup, even in just Google Analytics, if you don't have a backup view, just stop now, create a backup view, <laughs> get, that, get that collecting data for you, and, and, and then move on. Just I know, I know you're talking about a different thing, but I had to like talk that, to that, a client yeah, yeah. about that yesterday. Go and just make sure you have these backups in place. Okay, it is full circle, full clock, top of uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. When when recorded live to podcasts, so friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 18th of February, 2021. Uh, all the stuff I said at the end of the last segment about COVID, stay safe and keep your community safe. 
we've got to get out of here. We've got another show coming up right on behind us. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay safe, rank well, watch out for your neighbors, be well, and we'll talk to you next week. Express in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Web